Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by TheFray.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going Welcome to today's podcast. This is round two with psychic medium Kirsten Leo from the Light Path Collective. Now, if you've listened to my episode in the past with Kirsten, I'm sure you'll be familiar with her because no doubt you jumped over and clicked follow straight away because Kirsten, as I mentioned, is a psychic medium. She also offers intuitive coaching, energetic healing, personalized guided meditations, and past life regressions. Now, personally, I had my first ever interaction with Kirsten here on the podcast, and then I went on to work with her in a one-on-one capacity. If you are interested in working with Kirsten in a one-on-one capacity, make sure you jump over and click follow on her Instagram account. It is the Light Path Collective, and you will find her details in our show notes. Now, this episode with Kirsten Leo is actually not very heavy on me. It's a conversation, really. It's a reading between Kirsten and Brendan. Now, the audio isn't as amazing or as crisp as it would be for a regular episode. And that's just because we did have technical difficulties on the day and we ended up having to record it in a different way. But Even with those little technical difficulties, I think it's still worth a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, particularly if you are interested and intrigued by the spiritual world and things like that. So this is a reading that Kirsten does on Brendan. She knew very little about him. Um, Her and I had not had conversations really about him at all. And yeah, I'll let the I'll let the reading speak for itself. At the end of the reading, we do have a conversation about what it means to be soulmates, what it means to be a twin flame, and how people can actually do the work on themselves, regardless of whether you're single or in a relationship. So let's get into our boyfriend's reading with Kirsten Leo. Kirsten, thank you so much for agreeing to record another reading. I was going to say with me, but it's actually with our boyfriend, Brendan Riley. Our boyfriend. I love that. That's what our listeners call him. They're like, he's our boyfriend. <gasps> they take collective ownership. Now, a couple of months ago, it was actually probably more like a year ago now, really, you and I had our first reading together and we recorded it for the podcast During that reading, you did predict that I would meet someone in February after a period of cocooning. 
was how you said it to me. You were like, you've just got a cocoon and then in Feb you're going to meet someone and it's, you know, you'll walk a long path with them. So I did meet someone in Feb. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. Chime on in. Yeah. Um, and I thought it could be fun to record a reading with you guys and then perhaps at the end of the reading all three of us can have a bit of a chat because Kirsten, you've been so helpful for me personally. Like, obviously, we did that reading for the podcast, but listeners won't know that you and I then went on to have private sessions together, like, just to help me with doing my own self-work. For sure. And I think that that readings are so much fun. And I always tell people that they're just a great little snippet and an insight of guidance at that particular moment and at that particular time. But the good stuff happens when we're willing to really do the work and to meet ourselves and to work with energy and spirit on creating the life, the connections, the opportunities, whatever it is that we're desiring to be pulled and magnetized towards to us. And that is what I love about working with you is that you did the work and that you were open to exploring yourself really deeply to position yourself to be in that place of attracting this amazing man. And you were so helpful. And so many of my girlfriends have also gone on to work with you. And I think, you know, so many of them ended up getting a few sessions with you. And I think you still offer that service, right? We do. So reading of the one-off is all well and good, but if you're really wanting to do the work, I sell packs of um, six sessions where we have an hour together. And if you're really committed to that fortnightly, weekly, whatever it is, then you're just so supported, I guess, in, in that space of really wanting to know yourself as in the best possible light. Yes. And I can remember through several of our sessions, like logging in and me thinking it's going to be one thing. And then we get into it and you're like, oh, no, 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 this is what you what you need, because you're obviously so intuitive. And like, it would just be real, like breakthrough moments for me personally. So I'm very, very grateful for those sessions. And I'll make sure I pop the details in our show notes as well. So that if anyone wants to book a few sessions with you, or grab the six pack, they can do that. Thank you. That's great. I like look forward to keep working with you guys. And I know that anyone that's come f- that I've met through um, this podcast has really um, been open to doing the work because you do inspire them. So thank you for leading your community and, and showing them the way in that way. Of course. Well, as Brendan said before, hello, he's here. <laughs> um, I'm going to just silence myself unless you to want me to chime in until the end of this chat when we're going to answer some questions like twin flame questions and soulmates and get a little more specific on how to do that work and get yourself into that position. But for now, I'll zip the lips. I'll try and let you do a reading on our boyfriend. Okay, let's let's see what comes up. Um, just to preface this, I have actually not met Brennan yet until literally we just popped on. So I don't really know anything about um, him. I obviously know a lot about Kylie now, but so this is kind of my first introduction to his energy and sitting in his energy. So it'll be really cool to meet you in this way. Let's go for it. Okay. Can I have your full name, please? Brendan Riley. Okay. Okay. First up, your guides are almost like standing behind you saying, well done, well done. It's like they're basically um, 
they can see that this time three years ago, I'm being pulled back to three years ago. This time three years ago, you were in a very different place. And I want to say you were a very different person. And very now different. you, oh, really? Very. And, and it's like you, I want to say you had a little come to Jesus moment with yourself and you were like, I get to choose. Actually, I get to choose who I am in this world and how I walk in it. I get to choose how I show up and I get to choose how I allow others really to treat me and interact with me. And it was, a, I want to say it was a big leap of faith and trust in yourself. And so well done, well done, well done. It's almost like you're living proof that nothing is ever certain and nothing is ever a given and everything changes all the time, but if we're willing to embrace the changes, so well done. It's um, in your head so much clearer and they're saying, don't worry, you're not going to go back there. You're not going to go back to that place in your head where it was just difficult to see the light, to see the light, literally to see the light. Does that make sense? Yeah. So well done. You're, you're good. You're all good. In saying that, they're saying stop being so hard on yourself. Your expectations of yourself are so fucking hot. So high that you, um, that it's, it's, it's almost as if that's, uh, it drives you to keep yourself safe and they're going, relax a little bit. You've got you, you don't, your expectations don't have to be so intense because that really served you as you were shifting and changing from that point three years ago. But now it's like, stop breathe, expand into a little bit more softness. Actually, you've turned your masculinity energy around. So you were quite toxic before and now you've turned that into a really, really positive masculinity. And it's like, so enjoy that and enjoy the softness in that. So when we talk about masculine and feminine energy, if you're in really beautiful masculine energy, you lead, you're assertive, you're clear, you're kind, um, and you're very supportive. And, and so enjoy that part of you rather than like almost like you're gripping on tight, like, oh, I could lose this at any moment. I could lose the, the not control I have of myself, but I could use, lose what I've built within myself. And they're like, no, you won't. Stop. You're all good. Just breathe. I almost want you to, uh, this, you won't do this, I know. So I'm kind of giggling to myself saying this, but it's almost as like, if you could go for a year and not have a goal, how like freeing would that be for you? That's so weird. Why? My whole, my whole life, I've always been so hard on myself, <clears throat> probably because of my upbringing and where I come from and things that happen when I was younger and stuff like that. And we like I just finished MMA, like my fighting and stuff like that, and I finally decided not to fight anymore. Oh. And Kylie's been a bit worried about me, and she's like, what's wrong? I said, well, I've always had goals, and I've always attached myself to sporting achievements, and she was just a bit worried, like, is it, what, like, do you go extreme into one sport and then into another, and, like, is that where you sort of, you balance yourself off? And I, I've always used sport to help my mental health and, like, I can exit in a, yeah. And, like, I, I only said to it today or yesterday that I need to start working on, like, yeah, not, yeah. Well, I, I haven't had anyone like Kylie in my life. Like, yeah, I've always been looking after everyone. It would be really interesting for you to, to get to know yourself in this different context because you're very comfortable with yourself when you're striving, when you're pushing, almost to see how much further you can go where, where right now 
your soul just wants to be, your soul just wants to almost melt and expand into the sweetness that you have created. And I really want to stress that you have created this. If Kylie walked out of the door tomorrow, you would still be okay. Like she doesn't encapsulate this. She mirrors it back to you. That's all a partner will ever do. But if she were to literally up sticks tomorrow, don't worry, she's not going to up sticks tomorrow. But if she did, (laughs) if she she did, you can blame me because I put the idea in. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, If she did, you'd still be fine because this is like, it's almost like this is the essence of who you are. So I almost want to not warn you, but I almost want to warn you and say, so stop testing it, exist in it, relax into it. And get to know your really positive masculinity within now the context you find yourself in because my fear for you is that you go into that provider, protector, doing everything for her and the kids and all of that because it's what you know. And if you do that, what's going to happen is there's no space for her to give to you and there'll be no space for these kids to give to you because you've already got it covered. So just watch yourself yeah. there. I would just watch I would just watch that balance. Does that make sense? Yep. Completely. Um, here's how you're going to channel it. You need to work with disadvantaged kids. You need to like almost like um yeah, kind of like even if you're training them, that's fine because obviously you know how amazing sport is, especially for our boys um, in that way. But it's almost like a like big brother type situation. You have you have import. They're saying important work to do. Your dharma starts now. Thirty nine. How old are you now? Thirty six. Okay, by thirty nine, I almost feel like you should be in some capacity. I don't really know what you do for a living, but in some capacity working as this type of mentorish, especially for boys. Our boys, oh, my God, our boys need their men so badly and they need good men like this. And so, you know, if you've ever thought about ways in which you could do this, whether it be volunteering or actually make it an energy exchange type purposeful work, Um, I just feel like you're being asked to step up into that role and I don't want you to be just giving, giving, giving. There needs to be energy exchange, which is why I think they're saying if if you want a career change, here's an option for you that will really work. Make sense? Yeah. But I've, I've always been such a giver and then, like, for me to do things for me, for other people that... That's so satisfying for me. So, like we've all, we've actually spoken about helping disadvantaged people, like kids. For those listening, Brendan and I are sitting here smiling and nodding because Kirsten is like nailing everything you're saying. We've just had conversations about, and obviously, you have no prior knowledge to this. I've not told you anything, no. but this is the thing. Brendan's just, but he's just beginning a course to look at career changing. Oh. He's like, change his career uh, uh, what four five days ago i just enrolled in a pt course with the idea oh, of to, to do programs for people so good help. yeah and we've been talking a lot about how important it would be for brendan we this you and i've been having these chats saying like for you to go and work with disadvantaged kids and see a man who is tough looking but mm. so sensitive and caring like that juxtaposition mm. could be so beneficial to so many it's okay to show emotion. Like it's 
you don't have to be a macho man and think yeah. that you're king shit. But well, it's and it's it's ultimately not what we as women want. No, you know, we, we don't want that. We want we want you like like I said that you really healthy masculinity is is assertiveness and leadership and all of those things, but it's not domineerance and it's not misplaced anger and aggression and and all the things that maybe especially I find in Australian society men are really you know worshipped for almost which is which is a shame and and this is your very on trend I will say energetically in the world given that. Um, you know, we've stepped into this new era, new age where women shall rise basically and we will now become the leader. So where does that leave our beautiful men? We need beautiful men so that we can all be balanced and, and really healthy. So you guys should though. Yeah, well, we've known that for centuries, but you know. Well, yeah. You knew that. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think the men have tried to keep us down? <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I can't, I can't stress enough how much I love the value of men and, and, the, and the unique gifts that they bring and how much we do need that. So how beautiful that, you know, if you look back and it's, it's easy with hindsight, but if you look back on your life experiences that it's come to this point and all of that hardship or those times where it was so cloudy and dark actually served a greater purpose than you and here you know you can be used as a conduit for you know the love and support that you can offer to others so it's you know nothing just happens by random to us and and it might seem tragic and unfair and all the things but it's never it's all for all for a greater purpose and here I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're stepping up into that but even though I said, don't push yourself, don't give yourself goals, I'm going to give you one, like go further and be like, wait, what, what could really help these kids? You know, do I need to study some type of emotional regulation, not psychology, but do I need to study something around so I can give a really great structure? Yes, I might do it through the um, vehicle or the container of physicality and personal training, but what do what would really benefit me and how can I extend upon my offering eventually where where it is you know a really safe place for men to come and to talk and to be and to connect with each other because you guys need each other too women are just naturally better at that you know we do talk a lot but men need that too and and so just just be on the I don't think you'll have to seek it I think you know the ping of inspiration will come or something will show itself, but be open to that. You're, they're saying you're smarter than you give yourself credit for. Do you, do you say, do you talk, do you talk down about yourself and your brains? Oh, stop it. Okay. They're saying you're smarter than you give yourself credit for. So, you know, in terms of a goal, like I said, I didn't want to give you a goal, but that could be a great goal. You know, could I just try and, and maybe study something and, and see, you know, where that lands me or whatever. So I'm really happy to hear that you're pursuing that, but I can't stress enough. There has to be an energy exchange because this work will absolutely nourish you and hold you, but you, you need to be compensated for that. Um, and that is not, there's no shame in that. It's, it actually is very important because when people pay you to do this work for them essentially and to hold them in this way, they're investing. If you were to just dish this out, people would be like, oh, that was a nice experience and move right along. So I really want you to maybe do some work around considering the 
the energy of the compensation and how it's necessary for everyone involved because, like I said, right now is a time for you to like mellow out and to, and to spread out and expand out into the receiving. And you, you need to learn to receive basically. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. You'll wear out basic. You'll wear out. And we, we can't have that because we need you. Okay. I didn't really know my self-worth until just before Christmas. What, what was the catalyst for you understanding it? being selfish, understanding that I've got to appreciate myself and what I do. It was all in my fight camp. Like I, mm. I just focused all on me and didn't let anything else around me affect me. That's, then, a, trauma, that's a trauma response. Well, you'd gone through a divorce. Yeah. And then it was like straight into fight camp. Yeah. Then I had a fight and then met Kylie two days after I won my fight. I just, like, don't know how you deal with a fight in Kylie. I would die watching my mom fight. Yeah. Well, I went to, like, he had his second fight, which obviously I was at, and I don't know whether you saw or not on social media, but I found it incredibly hard and incredibly triggering and all of the things. And I think that's gone into your decision to step away from it. Yeah. I think it also fighting, I know it's an art form or a sport or whatever, but it also doesn't, for me, align with who you are now. Yeah. Well, that's probably why I was questioning it before I hopped in for that second fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just be constantly, all of us need to be constantly constantly aware of, well, what, am, what are my trauma responses here? So what behaviours am I choosing or responses am I choosing that comes from a place of stored up protection mode as opposed to I trust myself mode? And, again, you're walking this because you'll teach it. You know, we don't, we walk it so we teach it and so we can hold others in it. Um I want to I want to tap into spirit around you because you're actually really empathic. You can feel shit a mile away. I swore again. Sorry. <laughs> you can swear. Okay. Swear. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Swear away. You. <laughs> very unprofessional. Um, you can feel vibes a mile away, and I and it's almost like they're wanting you to tap more into that. I think you need to almost just seek. Um, Seek opportunities to tap into your spirituality or your energetic world, um, the unseen, whether you want to do things like, you know, I know it's really popular for men to do like Wim Hof and things like that, that really connects them to their body, but also to their spirit. I think it will be really interesting for you to start to explore that because you'll again use this. And I think it will, you'll use this with the people that you love and the people that you work with, but more importantly, you can use this with yourself because for me in your energy, there's so much disconnect in your life. Like when I look back on it, it's almost like unexplained endings or people just leave or people go and then, and it leaves you in a state, like almost like a state of paralysis. No, that's not the word. What's it called? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like you're like that and and that's 
that's really triggering for you. So the more you can be like, actually, people can leave the physical realm. They are still absolutely with us. It's just the relationship is just in a different form. Our mind, our head will never get around that because we want to hear the voice. We want to hear the reaction. We want that reassurance. But our soul knows, oh, my God, they're right there. And, and that, that connection never goes. In saying that, I think a lot of people like to come and see a medium to connect with people on the other side. And I think the television mediums have made it look like it's they're just always bursting to, to talk to us and they're really not. They're, they're, more, they're there, but they more stand back. So it, it almost like you have to ask permission for them to come forward. So if you look at like, for those of you listening that know like Tyler Henry, that medium, like he always has an object. And so that's their way of asking to come forward. So, but in saying that there is a man behind you and he's saying he's very proud of you and he wasn't, he wasn't able to say that to you when he was here because his pride wasn't able to express that to you. Does that make sense? It feels like a, like a father, grandfather, uncle figure. No. No. Who's close to you that has passed that you would be like, I would love to connect with them. My mum. Well, your mum. Were you young when she passed? 19. <sighs> She's tough cookie, this lady. She bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, yeah, like in a good way. Like she, she was, she was tough. Like no one could ever mess with her. Like she was tough. She didn't take shit at all. It's really interesting. She's saying she wished she'd raised you differently. In what that is, way? she had, she had her time over. It's almost as if her. Maybe that's the energy of like I couldn't say it to you then, but I can say it to you now. Maybe she had to be so much in her masculine that she wasn't able to embrace you in her feminine nature. That well, she was a single, single uh, mom. Okay. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what she's saying. Like I'd wish I'd raised him differently in terms of I wish there'd been more. softness I'm actually getting really teary because she's like she's so funny she's like she she's saying that Kylie wouldn't have liked me um but she almost sent her to you because she has she possesses that femininity that your mother didn't have the space to inhabit Mm -hmm. so in a way it's almost like her her way of um gifting you what you needed Mm. I think as parents, we raise our kids in the best way we know how and forget often that it, we need to raise our kids in the best way for each individual kid. And that's the, the luxury she didn't have, you know, with, with you. She just had to do it the way she could do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because she, yeah, she was fine until I was about nine and then she had a drinking problem. Okay, that's what it is. Her voice is really raspy. How does she die? Uh, the alcohol Alcoholism? ended up. Yeah. yeah. She says that you'll understand when you have a kid. 
Do you have yeah. kids? No. Step that near. You will have a kid. Yeah. You will have a kid. I guess that's where Kylie comes in. <laughs> so. I'm going to say not to be presumptuous or <laughs> yeah. yeah, but mum was very tomboy at some stages. Like she she acted like a dad too. And because, yeah. yeah, I always wanted to know about my dad, but she sort of, yeah, I felt like she was trying to protect me from knowing too much about him. So then she'd try and play dad as well. Yeah, okay. Then that energy of like, I'm really proud of you, I couldn't say it like I would have said it. That was her. Well, I never, not- I never heard it much when she was. Oh, ah, there you go. And that makes that makes total sense. It was her that that is right behind you in that masculine energy. And how interesting that here you are about to embark on really understanding positive masculinity and sharing that and teaching that having been raised by a woman who you know maybe wasn't able to really hold the container of her truth for who for who she was but all in perfect order you needed that upbringing as shit as it you know possibly was you needed that upbringing to you know to be who you were supposed to be in this world Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, like obviously your mum loved you to pieces and your nan, he was raised by his yeah. mum. And his okay, that's where we're moving on to next, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, adored you. But like some of the things he's been through, it's a miracle that he's like the most patient, loving, like you're just incredible, like not just with me but with the boys as well. It's like I don't know where you learned that. Because you, you had to balance out the masculinity in your house. Mm. With the femininity. So you took on probably a lot of the feminine qualities. Yeah. As well as I felt like I had to be the the man of the house as well. But then like a lot of people say that that I've been through things and like I, I've had it tough. Um, but I, I, I believe, you know, it took me a while to believe it, but I believe that everything in my life was supposed to happen the way it was yep. to make me into who I am today. We choose, so we choose as souls before we come through, we choose the time, the place, the assignment, if you like, the people who will raise us, the conditions under which we'll be raised. And a lot of us would probably reflect and go, why would I have chosen that? But it's, it's for a greater purpose and it's for the, the Dharma that we have to live out here. So, yeah, all in perfect order. And like I said, I think that there's this great understanding, I think, from her to you or maybe it's deep within you that this, so much of this will, shall be understood and healed when you parent. Mm. Step parent, yes, but I can absolutely 100% see you holding your own child and I think it's going to come through as a little girl for this very reason. <laughs> so get busy, guys. Get busy. <laughs> 
I'm not sure funny. what Harley has to say about that, but I've always teased her and I've always said, I can see another baby. She's like, no, no. I've always said that because like to me, like another little girl and I've had another psychic say, not another, but a little girl, yeah. and a, another psychic tell me that as well. And Brenda and I have spoken about that and we're like, oh, if we had a girl, this is what we'd call her. And then I feel like we see little signs. Twins everywhere. Twins. Oh, God, another set of twins. Don't, can you imagine? Oh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Get busy. <laughs> I'm not coming to visit you guys for years. <laughs> this is a good zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Could your body do another set of twins? My gosh. Mm. Um, no, I just I think that it's almost like walk walk with um, great grace and, and love towards your future and know that she is around you and she is almost const- – she's much better parent on the other side, basically, is all I can say. She's a much better parent there. So don't feel that you've lost her because she's very much in this supportive – mode of you and she had to step out for you to step in mm-hmm. and you know she did it in an ugly way I get that but at the same time she, you know we as we all do just doing the best that that we can with what we've got and and there's no judgment around that it's just it, it's it just was the way it was your grandmother um <laughs> she's so beautiful she's um She's she's saying you better name that child after me. Like she's like, <laughs> um, you are the absolute apple of her eye. It's almost like you you were her reason for like love. Almost interesting. She didn't have that with her child. Oh my gosh, you are so good. <laughs> you are so good. She had four kids. But she that she was harder than my mum and like <gasps> mega bitch. Like she was like straight, like no affection, no nothing, no anything. And then mum told me one day she's like, Nen's never been like that with any of us kids. I'm like, what do you mean? And I feel like my uncle resents me for that because oh, yeah. Yeah. he loved me the way she did. Yeah. Like my mum would my mum would ground me. And then I'd come home from school and she'd be like, you've got to do your homework. And then then would like, go out the front and skateboard if you want. I'll let you know when mum's on the way home. Because they all live together. <laughs> so it was me. So mum and I moved up here for a little bit. Then we moved back to Sydney and then we lived with Nen until I was about 16. I see a Sydney boy. Yeah. All the cool- yeah, yeah, I'm in Sydney. All the cool people. Where did you grow up? Breezeby. Okay, I'm on the other, I was on the other side. I grew up in the northwest, the hills. Um, or oh, lush. <laughs> let's, let's just say I picked well. <laughs> um, mm, it's so funny Nen came through. She's, she shouldn't have gone when she did. She went before she should have gone. Um, it was she's saying they stuffed it up. They stuffed it up. Was there a stuff up with her death? Um, she broke broke a hip, and then a year later she broke both. Jesus. And then instead of respite, they just put her in a home. Ah. Uh, and then she got bad dementia. Yeah, they stuffed it up. 
she was super stubborn, didn't want to make friends, so she didn't really talk to anyone. Yeah, right. You were caring for her first and wanted to keep caring for her, right? Yeah, I cared for Aww. her. Yeah, I'd go over to the nursing home as much as I could, hospital every day. It's, it's like they're together on the other side, but they're not together. Mm, I can see that. So, it, but they're both very much, um, they're both, I, don't know, I just want to say orchestrating things on the other side for you, that, like they're caring for you so deeply there. And I, and I literally can't wait till you're holding this, this little one. You know, that, that's funny. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, when Brendan met, sorry, here's me. I'm going to be quiet. No, she's not. Um, <laughs> when Brendan first met the boys, one of the things you said was like, they've, they've got, they're so beautiful and they've got the most beautiful hair colour because the boys are redheads and you're like, it's the same colour as your mum's hair. And then. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Our family little gingers. <laughs> I, I just think you just need to know that they're with you. That's all you need. Yeah. And that they really did to what their best, I guess, was. And, you know, my mum says it all the time, you know, I, my parents did their best no matter what we think of it. I, I tried better and you girls will do better. And and this is definitely a case of that. There, there shall be... I think it's 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 not hard. It's actually a privilege when you come into a situation where you're breaking the, a lot of the generational energetic and trauma patterns. So everything will feel for you really new and uncertain because you don't have you know that that modelling from your own experience. But that's going to be your life path. So stop waiting for it to feel really clear because it never will because you're here creating new lineages basically for those that shall come after you. So, okay, I'm going to throw something at you. Money and love is the same energy. So if you are, if, if you have got an odd relationship with money, whether it is your, how you receive it, how you spend it, and the, and the role energetically it plays in your life, I'd really look at that because you don't want it to infiltrate the way in which you love. That doesn't really make sense, but does that make sense? Makes sense yeah. So love, money and love are really about a sense of worthiness. We can't be loved or we can't really earn money to a level in a sustainable way, unless we really do feel worthy of it. So, which is why a lot of like billionaires lose their money because they earn it off the back of insecurity and greed and anger or whatever. And then they'll lose it because that you can't hold on to that energy. That energy isn't positive energy, basically. So, all this giving out of the money and of the love and the generosity of your time and giving who you are will come back to bite you and we need to bring that back into balance. So I would be looking personally for you in ways in which you feel good about receiving and you feel good about 
holding on to that which is yours and then spending it in ways that feel really good, not out of, oh, it's the right thing to do, oh, I better do it, or it's easier option. Makes sense now? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, like, I think definitely you go above and beyond with work and you're not always comfortable charging for the extra things you do. Yeah. And also you, I think, have taken financial care of every woman in your life up until now. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't come from money or I didn't have money growing up. If I, was, if, if I would say to you, oh, here's work you need to do, it's around money. It would just basically create a greater flow in your life because I can't imagine, I, I can imagine your current relationship kind of feels a bit uncomfortable a lot of the times because of this issue because you're not used to it. It's different territory. You don't really know your place in terms of looking after her, not looking after, like it's just a bit strange. So I'm, I'm glad that you called her in because she's teaching you, but at the same time you still need to be able to, feel comfortable claiming, accepting with deep gratitude and humility that which is yours. I think that's been something we've spoken about is like you're, you've said I've never had someone in like the female in my life be so okay. Like yeah. I don't need anything from him. At all. But I think that's the fact that you are in this relationship is testament to the work that you've done on yourself then because you know, even three years ago, she would have been very unattractive to you because what's your value then? Like what, what's your value? If you don't need me, she doesn't need you in those ways. So where's your, where's your value given? Whereas you now understand that differently. And so that's why you can hold this connection. Three years ago, I still would have thought she was hard. No, she just, <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to get that one in. <laughs> no, no, she's hard. But, yeah, like every, every, I even had to look after my mum for a while, like, like all I've known is to work and then even now having my own business like I'll meet clients that I like and then I'll try and save the money instead of charging it and it recently just bit me bad ah there you go so I've learned now and yeah I'm started structuring things a bit different yeah look well look at money like you look at love you highly value love you freely give it and how beautiful and nourishing it is to receive it. Money's the same thing. I've never looked at money like that because I've looked at time more important and love. It's like like money comes and goes, but then time you'll never get back. Very true, but we're not saying you need to like go out there and earn heaps of money and, and grab. What I'm saying is, is that, you're disrespecting yourself when you don't take what is yours and yeah. and that can only harm you and exhaust you and, and all the things. I'm literally halfway through a job at the moment and I was ready to walk off the other day because I'm not getting enough. Walk it's off. You've just, ta- <laughs> he's like pointing, he's like, she said I can. Walk off. You've, just, you've tapped into exactly, I mean, everything you've said today are like things that we have been having We've had- deep conversations on of like, hey, what's your money mindset and do you value yourself in this? Like these are all the things. Because if you're not, if they're not, if it's not an equal exchange, and I'm not saying you go out and rip people off, no. If it's not an equal exchange, 
then the most loving thing you can do for everyone involved is walk away. When we do that, we are always so rewarded. You'll be compensated in a total another way that perhaps usually we can never imagine. It's like saying no. Is that new? Yes. It's being so, the it we're talking to is a kitten. Oh, sorry, the cat. It's being so loud that I'm putting it on my lap in hopes he'll. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um, oh, what was I saying? Um, Money. Yeah, so if you walk away from this, you'll be compensated. It's like in love when we, we're able to say no to the almost perfect person, the perfect person for us will show up. Yeah. So I don't know. This could be a really interesting energetic experiment. <laughs> Maybe an expensive one for a little while, but it could be a really interesting energetic experiment. I want you to look at money as energy. It's all it is. Okay. okay. Do you have any questions for me about anything? Um, no, like obviously Kylie told me about it and asked if I was interested. I saw a clairvoyant not after, uh, not long after I saw mum. Oh. I haven't spoken to anyone since and like she hit a few nerves and I was like, wow. But like when the, the other feed thing wasn't working, I was bummed because I was hoping that <laughs> mum, like I, I was hoping mum would come through. But that's, I just wanted to make sure that she's in a better place. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't take all that human trauma with us in spirit, but we do have to work through it within the soul. And like I said, I think she's using her time to parent you from there yeah. in a much more loving and effective way. So if you ever need anything, like if you're feeling like, oh, how good would it be to have that maternal energy or that parental advice, ask because it will come in in the weirdest forms. I feel like she's very much dedicated to that. Because I feel like um, all the people that have sort of walked out of my life or I've lost or left, like Nen and Mum are the only ones that mm. I feel are still attached. So. I, want, I, do, I do want to give you guidance, but I don't want Kylie to hear it. <laughs> and I don't know how to, to do that because we're recording. Oh, no, well, I can leave, but then I'm going to hear it. Yeah, you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah. I'll, mes- I'll message you. <laughs> oh, no. Kirsten, now I'm Not scared. bad. It's just you need to shut up and just get out of everyone's business, you. <laughs> this is just none of your business, I would say. Oh, no. I'm worried. It's good. Oh. Actually, oh, Kylie, okay, if we pause the recording for a minute. I don't know how. Oh, no, don't oh. do it. Because Don't do it, actually. Don't do it. Oh. I can edit things out, though. But I, I can also, oh, I don't know. No, I don't know how to. You I'll should say it. You should say it and you use this for the paid content. No, because I feel like she's going to say something that she doesn't want me to know. Yeah. Well, she's always going to know if it gets recorded. <laughs> That's what I mean. So we can't record it. Oh, okay. I'll tell, I'll tell you later. It's nothing bad. My God, guys, it's nothing bad. It's just like. Now I want to know. <laughs> She'll tell you later. You're playing with my head. <laughs> so I don't mean to be. I do not mean to be. <laughs> this is why couple readings are hard because, like, I'm not. No, he's supposed to be promoting it. <laughs> <laughs>
That's okay. You can perhaps send Brendan a voice message or something. I'm going to trust my guidance and not share it. I'll share it with you privately. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll send you a voice note. I'll send you, I'll send you a voice note after. <laughs> okay. Um, it's been. Yeah. So hit me with questions. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. Get, let's talk. I was just going to say, before I ask these questions for those listening, everything that Kirsten has said today, like you, you guys can't see the visual reaction of Brendan and I stopping and like staring at one another. I almost cried. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn it. I really wanted to break you. Next time. I think you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Of, you nailed everything. Like there's no, you weren't wrong about anything. Well, well done for being so open. And and just like so people know who are listening, I do get a lot of male clients and I think it's so beautiful because I think it's it takes a man to to really be comfortable with himself, to put himself in this very vulnerable situation. So thank you for, for showing us that. And before we let you run away, I do have just a couple of questions that I thought we could touch on and yeah, just chat chat around mm-hmm. because I think people will be interested to hear your take on what it what it means to find your twin flame or what a twin flame is. Is it the same thing as a soulmate? Where do you stand on all of that? Okay, and I like it that you asked where do I stand because it is just where I stand on it. Um, so I believe soulmates um, are literally those people that just reflect back to us the value and the potential of our soul. Soulmates can come in any form, parent, friend, lover. I think it's very difficult to be a lover with your soulmate because basically what your soulmate technically does is keeps you accountable. So it's like they're constantly holding up a mirror and going, hmm, is that your authenticity? Is that your truth? Is that your higher self? And so that's hard to be sexy around, you know, if someone's constantly, you know, shining the light maybe on the things where you're not, um, you know, stepping up into. So I would say that, you know, soulmates, my best soulmates are, you know, friends and, and the people that really trigger me, to be quite honest, because, you know, they're reflecting back to me. They're mirroring my soul back to me. Uh, twin flames is really interesting. The theory of a twin flame is that you're basically, you've come from one source and then you're kind of back together, if that makes sense. So, and energetically, I don't, I find that tricky because we are all one. We are all connected. There actually is no separateness between us. So I think a twin flame probably just is a, is a term to describe the intensity that is a pre-agreed upon connection. So I've no doubt, for example, that you two as souls would have agreed to come together at this point in your life. And you feel that when you feel a sense of just the only way I can describe it is deep knowing and connectedness with someone from word go. There is all the human layers on top of that. So I'm sure when you guys met, you would have had the, oh, am I sure this is right? Oh, but, oh, it's not what I expected. So you would have had all the human layers on top of that. But there was this undeniable connection and this knowing of each other. Um, And I believe it's probably because you agreed to come and meet at this time for this intense healing relationships are really just portals of healing and our most intimate relationships we do our biggest and deepest work which is why we have to be really um discerning with whom we choose to go into these connections 
with because as you know you share everything with your partner and and your energy is all intertwined so whatever trauma Brendan's holding you've absorbed whatever trauma you're holding and and so you take it all on like you are one essentially like we're all one but really in this context you're all one so I believe that's how you know and I don't believe in the one there is no such thing as the one there are hundreds of ones um, but there is something very special about a connection when you feel it and it's almost something you can't describe unless you've experienced it does that make sense yeah Yeah, that makes total sense and I think it's really helpful as well Kirsten that you spoke about the humanness of still questioning or stress testing certain things but also listening to your gut because for me when we met it took me far longer than it took you to be like oh this is really something because I was very like resistant to like a lot of things I was kind of you friend of walls, me, up. walls up poking holes in things yeah. but there was part of me that obviously knew because I'd had that experience of walls up and poking holes in things with other people and just never persevered or not like not persevered but never explored it further but with Brendan mm-hmm. even though I was like oh not not so sure initially that there was obviously something in me that was like, no, no, keep going, keep going, stop, what's the shit? There was something obviously, stop, so naughty. There was something obviously within me that was like, no, no, you've got to uncover, you've got to keep keep exploring this. And I, and I think too there was probably something deep within him intrinsically that knew that that's the case, that would be the case, so he was fine to be patient with it and to hold space for it. Totally. Brendan said to me, like, oh, we'll be living together for like a year and you'll still be calling me like the guy that you're dating. <laughs> yeah. We all have our we all have our stuff. We all have our stuff. Yeah. And I think just right now in the zeitgeist, there's so much, you know, there's so much rhetoric surrounding twin flames and what it means. So I think that's a really helpful explanation. Something else that I wanted to ask you, and I know we've been chatting for a long time, but I think it's worth touching on how do people actually do the work on themselves to call someone in because that's what I get asked they're like what did you actually do to call Brendan in and yes I feel like I called him in but I also think I changed myself along the way to to be the person that was right to meet him at that time Absolutely. So it's, it's so multifaceted. It's not just one thing. There is not a course you can do that is like a step-by-step instruction of how to meet someone. Your curriculum yourself is your perfect course, which is why mentoring and coaching is so much more effective than maybe like, you know, follow these steps or do exactly, I'll just do exactly what Kylie did and then I'll meet my man, you know, no, like it's a, it's a personalized curriculum. We all have one, but I want to remind people that we are always attracting. We are always manifesting. Manifesting is something we're always doing. We're always just manifesting at the state of our worthiness and our vibration. So you have to, the best the best thing you can do, pretty much the only thing you can do is be constantly questioning, what is my vibe? What is my true authentic vibration right now? What do I believe? How do I act? How do I um, ooze those beliefs? Because that's the level you're attracting on. So if you're not attracting anything, you're probably just unfortunately really closed off. If you're attracting stuff that you don't want, then raise your vibe. Raise your vibe and be okay at saying no to the things that aren't for you. 
It's also about non-attachment. So people will do the work for an outcome. And it's like, no, you do the work for you because you want to feel good. You want to be loving your life. You want to be in a state of peace and expansion. I don't want to meet someone that worked really hard on themselves just to get me. That's way too much pressure. No, thanks. I want someone that's worked really hard on themselves and will continue always to investigate how much further and deeper they can love themselves and how much bigger that they can be within themselves because for them, and I'm just along for the ride to support and encourage that. That's all a partnership is. And I want Brennan to talk about the non-attachment. So you, it's like, you, you know, that saying, how do you get a boyfriend, get another boyfriend? Like when you're not looking, when you don't care, boom, your person can come in because it's almost like this really powerful thing you're saying energetically as if like, I know what I want, that's fine, but I'm also super happy without it. It doesn't define me. It doesn't complete me. So we just talked about this before we jumped on, but Brendan, do you want to tell a story about how you felt? Because you're the one that reached out to Kylie to ignite the connection. But uh, Like I also think that we're both at that, that stage in our lives that we'll just, I think we've both realized and comfortable that like we were happy by ourselves. We didn't need anyone and we are just happy being us. Like I didn't think I'd fall in love with anyone again or want to be with anyone again. And it just so happened that she saw a video of my fight and she followed me. So I shot her a message and, yeah. Yeah, you just like, what's the thing, like shoot your shot? Yeah, but I wasn't even looking. It was just going to be a casual coffee. Like she's saying, oh, she was obviously super beautiful, but she had her shit together and she was just, and like she was like a mum. And I thought that was beautiful too because, yeah, like anyone that was a mum was strong, uh, was like mature. Like she just, she knew what she wanted and she she could obviously do anything I think any mum can do whatever they want like their mums like I think that's one of the strongest things you can ever be I think so I don't yeah 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 absolutely but I think the key there is that you didn't shoot your shot with all the weight being on the goal no it's just you just shot your shot oh if it goes if it if the, if I score, if I score, literally, if I score, I score. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, Kirsten, because we were both nonchalant, I think, about yeah. that initial copy to an extent that I normally have a rule where I'm like, in the past, I don't do day dates. I don't like them. I think that's just not for me. But I had seen Brendan before on a dating app and not swiped on him. Ah. But then, then I'd see him. <laughs> then I'd yeah. see him. That's harsh. <laughs> Then I'd see him. Idiot. Dump her. Dump her. Leave her. Dreaming of what? <laughs> and, then I saw, and then I saw him on Instagram and I just clicked follow and then you messaged me pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, he's asked me for a coffee. Like, I don't really like coffee dates, but I've got nothing else happening that day. It's a school day. The boys will be at school. I can, that's literally my trait. No, literally. My trait is so romantic. You guys. <laughs> My my train of thought was like I can spend an hour with anyone. Why not? Yeah, like that. It was just detached from outcome. It's like 
the best the best way to manifest is like you're at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandon. <laughs> he, he won't ever want to talk to us again. Um, you go to a restaurant, you say, I really feel like a salad. Like that's what I feel like. You, you place your order, off it goes. So you knew, I know what I want. I want a great guy. And, and you had, you know, a fair idea of that. You're in a situation where you're like, I do not want the hassle of a relationship, but obviously I'm not closed off to love because I'm human. And then, so when you order the salad, you don't sit at the table stressing. Oh my gosh, what if they don't put enough lettuce in? Oh, they bet. Oh my gosh. I told them that it was supposed to be dressing on the side. What if they don't do that? No, you just wait and your salad arrives. So that's kind of what you guys did. Just like, Oh, like, let's just see. And, and following that intuition, we obviously love that. (laughs) Until I think before meeting Brendan, like you and I had, we'd work together through those sessions, which people should definitely go and get themselves a packet of sessions because it was so helpful for me. Six. <laughs> Six of them. But, stop it. but through those sessions, you said to me, stop seeking. And I feel like before I met Brendan, I finally got to a point where I was really like, so what if I don't meet someone? What is my life going to look like? What will it look like if it's just the boys and I? And how do I still have a good life? And yeah, I don't, my- I don't want to out you. So I say this with lots of love, but there was very much a a place of lack and a place of I really need this, like I need another. And when that switches out of the need and into the desire for that and the excitement around that coming, it's a totally different vibe. And I'm really going to out you now. Go on. At the time you were seeing someone in that needing time, like I need, I need, you'd met someone who was very much reflective of your past choices. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it was like, like, yeah, of course you attracted that because they're like, okay, if this is what you need, like you're so dedicated to the cause he will, we're going to shove it in your face. And how interesting that quite around, not the same time, but whatever, close by, you get something really opposite to that. You actually got what you wanted, but you had to say no quite consciously to the thing you thought you needed. And you switch that into the desire of how you wanted to feel in a connection and love. And that's what we worked on. And out of what that looked like and what that meant humanly or tact, like tactilely for your life and your security you 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 moved out of it I need it for security and I I desire it for the pleasure yes and that's when I say like ex-husband 2.0 that was that almost felt more comfortable to me mm. because it was to all of my past traumas and I remember speaking with you and being like that that's actually not what you want moving forward so the thing that might not feel super comfortable on the surface what does that offer you there's just so much amazing guidance from you through the last year, year and a half. Well, how how awesome to watch your journey. Thank you. Really exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything today. I think it's been a really, um, really great conversation. How do you feel, Gwendon? Amazing. I think, yeah, you've definitely helped a lot of my mental clarity at the moment where I just like because I've been so focused on sport and goals and stuff like that I've even spoken to Kylie about it like I just feel stuck of where to go now yeah you would feel lost because it's total new terrain totally normal and like lots of athletes for example when they give up their professional careers get lost because of this exact thing so harness that 
and be like, okay, because my mission right now is about softening and expanding into the acceptance of all the goodness around me. That is your goal. If we want a goal, that is your mission. Get uncomfortable. If it feels uncomfortable, you know you're on the right track, basically. Okay. Amazing. You've been amazing. I can't so lovely to meet you. You too. Kirsten, I'll pop all of your details in the show notes, but for everyone listening, and I know you're going to get inundated with messages on Instagram, where can they find you? You can find me at the Light Path Collective um, or at thelightpathcollective.com if you want to go to the website. But come on over. Let's let's work together. Let's make some, some beautiful magic together in terms of the lives that we do want to be creating for ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.